Rams fans, welcome into Rams Showcase. My name is Sheriff Joe Bags. Tonight's quarterbacks in the news heavy for the Rams this week. Plus, the Rams exit week one, leading the NFC West. And later, it's Niners week. We'll preview the 49ers at Rams. That game, of course, taking place SoFi Stadium this coming Sunday. Before we hop into the madness, uh, just a quick reminder, RamsShowcase.com. That's where the bulk of the action happens. Also, where you can grab your Ram Showcase merch. If you would like to follow on social media, that would be at Sheriff Joe Bags, at Ram Showcase, just about everywhere. Uh, threads, I'm having a hard time uh, getting into that one, but uh, everywhere else, yeah, we're good to go. Let's go ahead and hop into the madness here. So, like I said, quarterbacks hitting the news heavy for the Rams this week. We'll go ahead and start with uh, Matthew Stafford. Reports say that quarterback Matthew Stafford will appear on season two of the Netflix series Quarterbacks. And I got to say, this is awesome. I am absolutely pumped to watch this season unfold with a closer look on Matthew Stafford and, of course, his family. If you saw uh, season one of Quarterbacks, obviously it is super, super cool. You get a real deep inside look of these guys, and uh, that's always awesome, right? It's a, it's like a different take on a Hard Knocks-style kind of series, and uh, that is really cool. What I will say about this is the unveiling of this news heading into week two of the season is rather unfortunate. What am I supposed to do with this? Um, what, what are we supposed to do with this information? I feel like we were just told what our Christmas gift is three weeks before we're allowed to open it. I'm excited, but I do feel like this, uh, this news had no business really coming out right now. There's also there's a reason that Netflix likes to keep these things a secret. So uh, it coming out now does feel unnecessary. Hopefully it doesn't impact the series negatively. I don't know if it really will or if that's a true option. But obviously, like I said, there's a reason that Netflix likes to keep this a secret till the end of the season. So I do think it's rather unfortunate that we got this news now. We haven't heard from anybody else uh, on any other quarterbacks who are said to um, be in season two of this series. We did get uh, like a rumor that Joe Burrow was involved. And then also I would like to uh, add the tag that nobody inside the building has actually said this or confirmed this. Although I don't think it's not true. I do. I do think it is real news. Uh, but I do think it's important to notice that uh, Jordan, Stu, JB, MJD, nobody is talking about this uh, except for um, obviously uh, people around the Internet. So uh, I, again, I don't not believe the news. I just do think it's rather unfortunate that this did come out. And you would think that if uh, it did come out and everybody was excited that this came out, that there would be some piggybacking on um, uh, some people inside the building on uh, pushing this news forward and kind of hyping it up of like, yo, season two, Matthew Stafford. But of course, that is not the case. Ultimately, I am absolutely jacked to see Matthew Stafford on season two of quarterbacks. But again, I got to add that little tag in there that uh, there's a reason Netflix likes to keep these things uh, pretty hush. And uh, I do think it's unfortunate that this news came out. Other uh, news when it comes to Rams quarterbacks. Stetson Bennett is being added to the non-football injury list. There is no word on how much time Bennett will miss or what uh, he is actually missing for. Speculation, of course, is flying. But to echo Sean McVay here just a little bit, out of respect for Bennett and whatever the situation happens to be, um, you know what? I don't really want to dive into it too much. I, of course, hope everything is okay with uh, Stetson Bennett, of course, but I don't want to dive into the speculation, especially with some of the rumors that have already been rolling. Uh, we'll just kind of, kind of keep it, um, keep it 
pretty laid back and, uh, and simple. Of course, like I said, I really hope that everything's okay with Stetson Bennett. Uh, but a non-football injury list kind of situation, There, there's no telling how much time he's going to miss, uh, when he'll return, or, or what is going on. And I'll be honest, it's really none of our business uh, what is going on. When you hear the uh, report in the, the way that Sean McVay, he was kind of talking about it, uh, it, it made it clear that it's it's none of our business. And uh, when Stetson Bennett comes back, well, I hope he's ready to roll and hope that everything's okay. Uh, in the meantime, uh, but when it comes to football and the Los Angeles Rams, uh, it does appear that Brett Rippon will be uh, standing in as QB2 for maybe the rest of the season, but at least, at the very least, for now. Brett Rippon is uh, going to be uh, handling the QB2 uh, duties right now. But I got to say this, too. We'll step in here with a little sidebar that uh, Matthew Stafford looks so good right now. So uh, he's also, um, like, uh, the way that he like mentioned going into the season that he felt better now than he has in years at this time of the uh, season or like at that point of the off season and all that stuff. I got to say, um, I mentioned it last week that if that is true, then we should see it week one. And I think we did. He looks strong. He looks focused. He looks confident. He's moving really well. Uh, he's his lower body. I think that that's like kind of the thing too. Like there was, um, there was a play picked out I uh, don't remember where it is. Uh, there was actually a good, really, really good um, QB school video on Matthew Stafford's week one performance. Uh, if, I, if I remember, <laughs> I will put it in the comment section below. But if I don't, then or in the uh, description below. But uh, if I don't, QB school on uh, Netflix. It's uh, JT Sullivan, a former NFL quarterback, and he breaks down film. He does a bunch of college guys as well. So actually really informative stuff and really, really cool I really like watching those videos. He seems like he knows what he's talking about. Obviously, we know that, you know, he wasn't like a superstar or anything like that, but he was an NFL quarterback. He was in these locker rooms and stuff like that. He does a very good job of breaking down what is happening. And he had very, very positive things to say about Matthew Stafford, but as he should. I mean, that was a good game. He did a great job and offensive line held up uh, really well. But um, that all being said, I don't know. If uh, we will see QB2, I'm hoping we don't see QB2 at the very least, right? That's kind of the point is that uh, you hope that you don't need your backups. So, uh, yeah, all things go well, then uh, Matthew Stafford should just take all of the snaps this year. Unfortunate news coming out of the New York Jets with quarterback Aaron Rodgers, unfortunately, out for the season. There are now only three quarterbacks starting in the NFL who have won a Super Bowl before. That does include Patrick Mahomes, Russell Wilson and our very own Matthew Stafford. Stafford is now also the oldest starting quarterback in the NFL at this time. It was going to be Aaron Rodgers, or it was Aaron Rodgers for four plays, and uh, now going to be Matthew Stafford for the foreseeable future. We'll see how it all unfolds. But a lot of quarterback things going down right now, and obviously it's the most important position on the field, and uh, obviously when you have a good one, you feel pretty good about it. And yeah, I gotta say, like I I've talked about this uh, kind of a lot, but the entire uh, feeling of the Aaron Rodgers trade, like I, I, I kind of try to relate it back to the Sam Bradford day, uh, where, like the that preseason game against the Browns, where it was like, all right, we get our quarterback back, let's uh, let's get him loose, let's get him going, and then he tears his ACL again in Cleveland, and it was just like such a bag of bummers. So. Uh, that's kind of where my brain went with it. Or if you wanted to relate it to more recent times, then like imagine that uh, 2021 week one against the Bears, Matthew Stafford plays four plays and goes out for the season. He doesn't get that deep ball off to say say it's that play, that Van Jefferson play. Maybe he hits that play action, roll out to the left, and there's an edge rusher just right up in his butt cheeks. And he's just right there 
and uh, just dominating them and then uh, takes them down, you know? So uh, that kind of stuff, it, uh, it's very unfortunate it happens. Uh, the only positive that I can kind of uh, like seek out and kind of pull from this, this news of Aaron Rodgers and because uh, obviously, I mean, that sucks. Like, I, I'm not a Jets fan. I don't really care for Aaron Rodgers, but it sucks, dude. Like, it's we we all can kind of relate to that emotion of like, you finally feel like you're there. You finally feel like you're super sick. And then right away that happens. It's got very big, like Trent Green vibes of like tearing his ACL in uh, in the preseason. And then, like Isaac Bruce throwing it. He's like slamming his helmet down. He's all mad because that's the thing, too, is like, I'm not sitting here saying I would never say <laughs> that. Zach Wilson is like Kurt Warner, but the story's there. It's the dominoes are set up. Is Wilson going to kick him over or not? That is kind of the question here. So uh, I the it, the storyline is there. Is Zach Wilson the guy that can put it together? I don't know. But also, who really thought that Kurt Warner was going into that game? You know, going into the season, did we really think like, I mean, maybe you did. Maybe you did. But like, I mean, being undrafted, he bounces around all this stuff. He's like arena guy. Did like, was anybody legitimately like, no, this guy's actually very good. You guys are going to be in a good spot. Like, I don't think anybody was saying that. It was like after the first game that it was like, holy crap, this dude can play actually, you know? But also, Zach Wilson has played before. And well, let's just say it wasn't that good. So hopefully something has happened here and uh, we'll see that team kind of unfold. But either way, I'm trying to relate that to the Rams just because it's unfortunate news. Obviously, I just wanted to mention it. And we're talking quarterbacks pretty heavy right now, so that's good stuff. And also, while we're speaking of quarterbacks, you got to talk about the uh, the quick <laughs> Geno Smith moment where he's yelling, oh my God, as uh, Aaron Donald's free running at him. Um, I see a lot of people talking trash about Geno Smith about this. That is the proper human reaction to seeing Aaron Donald running free at your face. And he likes to murder people, right? That is like, we kind of feel like he's got that in him, <laughs> Aaron Donald, that is. So, yeah, he, I mean, he wasn't going to just go in soft. Uh, he was going to destroy Geno Smith's entire soul. So, yeah, that's the proper reaction. <laughs> Yell, oh, my God, and throw the ball away. I would have done the same thing. I would have been way worse, actually. I would have Kyler Murray it. I would have seen Aaron Donald, and I would just would have fallen to the ground like a toddler because that's what Kyler Murray does. That's also what Sheriff Joe Bags does. That's right. <laughs> we'll move into the rest of the West. Not a whole lot as far as, like, news goes right now. Kind of want to wait till the season kind of digs in a little bit deeper until we really dive into uh, what these other division opponents are up to and kind of seeing how the season unfolds, of course. Uh, but your Los Angeles Rams sitting in first place with a 1-0 record, 1-0 in the division uh, with that win over the Seattle Seahawks in Seattle week one. That is obviously awesome. Um, you know, there's there's so many ways that you could start a season. But um, as like a team that won five games last year going to a division opponent, that was in the playoffs last year, and all you got to do is just show up and just kind of do your best to kind of feel like, you know, and I know that that was kind of the vibe around the fan base. I feel like I was one of the only optimistic fans, and that's totally fine. Uh, Optimistic or pessimistic, there's no wrong way to uh, be a Rams fan, Um, but I'll be honest, I didn't really see anything that shocked me. Like, it's like 2-2 maybe, I, I would give that a little bit, a little bit, but also we've heard extremely positive things about 2-2 all camp and stuff, so it was kind of like, yeah, this is, yeah, this is, I mean, they weren't lying. That's, that's all I felt about that was like, oh yeah, they were telling the truth. It wasn't just coach speak being like, yeah, I really like what he's doing. He's a hard worker, you know, like you can kind of pick out that kind of stuff, but obviously a road division win to kick off the season, exactly what you want to do. And of course, hosting the San Francisco 49ers this week, uh, which we'll get into here in a bit. 
Uh, speaking of the 49ers, also 1-0. They took that win in Pittsburgh or against the, the Pittsburgh Steelers. I don't know if it was in Pittsburgh or not. Actually, I don't remember, but... Uh, either way, oh no, it was on the road. So, because uh, they don't, I don't believe they've had their home opener yet. I think that's next week for the uh, 49ers. But of course, at the Los Angeles Rams uh, this week. Uh, but again, we'll talk about that game here in a moment. The Arizona Cardinals sitting in third place, uh, legally speaking here, because uh, they are also 0 1 with the Seahawks. But uh, Seahawks with that division loss, Arizona Cardinals just losing to Washington. This week, they do host the Giants. Uh, they played really well. Uh, well, I mean, I use that term pretty loosely here. Um, they played, they played okay against the the Washington Commanders. Uh, come away, they did they, they did lose, so that is something to consider, of course. Um, but the New York Giants, um, they looked god awful on Sunday Night Football. So, um, I don't, I didn't leave that game thinking that the the Dallas Cowboys were really sick. I left that game being like, dang, these these Giants are terrible, man. Like. I don't know. There's nothing that Dallas was doing that I was like, holy moly, who's going to stop these guys? It was like, who's going to who, who's going to lose to the Giants? Because that is terrible. I do think there's a bit of a bounce back, though, this week. Uh, and Arizona, not very good football team. And I think that'll kind of uh, I think they'll kind of be like one of those teams that we feel like is like, oh, they're better than we thought they were going to be. But they're going to be losing by like 10 points every, every game. So obviously they lost by five. I know. I know. But then, of course. Seattle Seahawks uh, going on the road to take on the Detroit Lions. Can you say 0-2? Well, I uh, certainly hope so. Detroit Lions, of course, coming off that big old win on uh, Thursday night football against the Kansas City Chiefs, which is awesome stuff there. And uh, before we move into the game preview here, um, some just some quick transactions. So officially, um, Brett Maher is on the active roster for the Rams. The Rams also signed a uh, tight end. Miller Forrestal to the practice squad. Also, Brandon Wright, the punter, added to the practice practice squad as well. And I have questions about uh, the team's emotions on, like, feeling that they needed to bring in a punter for the practice squad. What's really going on in here, right? So, um, obviously, we don't uh, know really what's going on, um, and, and it may be nothing. Uh, maybe, maybe Zach Evans is, is maybe tweaking something over there and he's a, maybe he's kind of dealing with something that, uh, that we don't really know about yet. Um, it is Wednesday night now, so I actually haven't even looked at the, um, injury report quite yet. I just got home from work. All right. So leave me alone. But either way, I do think it's a little odd, um, that Brandon writes the punter being added to the practice squad. Is that really a position we need a depth at question mark? I'm not really sure. So before we get uh, move on here to the game preview, uh, just a quick shout out to All Pro Sports AJ uh, with uh, the Ram Showcase merch. Definitely snag it on up. This stuff is absolutely awesome. It helps out the show a ton when you do purchase a Ram Showcase shirt, and uh, they are super soft, super cool. And uh, you can check them out. Ramshowcase.com is where you find those. And uh, we got three different colors, two different styles, and sizes from like little tiny smalls to like. If you're a big old guy, if you're like a Steve Avila size uh, shirt for Ram Showcase, we got that as well. So RamShowcase.com, that is where that action happens. If you have any interest in advertising or sponsoring a segment of Ram Showcase, please reach out, RamShowcase at gmail.com. That's where I'll be able to answer you the fastest, and I'll get something rolling for you because, um, well, it's football season, and it's time for it. Hell yeah. So... Uh, that all being said, let's go ahead and take a quick break here. And uh, on the other side, we'll get into the game preview. 49ers at Rams week two. 
Hell yeah, Niners week. Let's go. The Los Angeles Rams hosting the San Francisco 49ers for week two of the 2023 NFL season. Before we hop into the full game preview here, well, we have a Ram Showcase t-shirt giveaway going for you. So all I'm going to need from you is wherever you can hear me, what I need you to do is drop a comment on just who your favorite Rams player is. And then we will pick a, uh, a random person. We'll do it on the live stream on Ram Showcase Live on Monday. You can find that on the Ram Showcase YouTube channel as well as Facebook page. And, uh, well, we'll just do that. Uh, we'll, we'll pull the winner there. Uh, we'll do a randomizer on the Internet, and uh, we'll do it that way. Um, then you get to pick out your shirt, uh, your color and uh, size and all that stuff uh, from All Pro Sports. AJ helping me out uh, with another giveaway, getting you a Ram Showcase T-shirt. If you don't want to leave it up to chance, you just want one for yourself, ramshowcase.com. You know, you click on that Merch tab, and uh, you can uh, search them right on there. So, again, that is just comment your favorite player uh, wherever you can hear me. If uh, you don't feel like I'm seeing it or anything like that, go ahead and tweet me. Go ahead and uh, send me a message on Instagram or Twitter. Facebook Messenger is not a good spot to uh, reach me, but uh, those other places, definitely reach out to me. I will confirm with you that you are entered uh, by liking it or responding to you in uh, some forum that way. So, let's get into the game preview, though. Like I said, 49ers at Rams. Both teams coming in at a 1-1. One and one. This game goes down at SoFi Stadium this coming Sunday, September 17th at 1.05 p.m., which, uh, can we stop? Can we stop doing the 105s? All right, because the first games aren't over yet, and some of us like to go out for the game, and this just means we miss, like, the first 20 minutes, which is a whole bag of bummers, but either way, I think it's going to be okay uh, because, well, hey, it's Rams football, and we can wait for it, right? Um, also, if you are a better, Rams are uh, coming in plus eight on this one. Eight-point favorites for the 49ers when the Rams are at home? Are you kidding me? Hey, I'm, I'm hammering that all day. Rams money lines plus 280 over under the 44. This is all according to FanDuel. First half spread even at uh, Rams plus five and a half. I don't know about uh, you, but uh, I'm feeling good about this one. I'll take these, all right? <laughs> I'm, do I'm totally taking these. After that game against the Seahawks, Seems like this team's hungry. Seems like this team's fast and, uh, well, ready to prove some people wrong. So hopefully that does continue. Quick note on the uniforms for this game as um, the 49ers fans are, they're, they're hilarious because, well, first of all, the uh, Rams have chosen to wear white uniforms for this game. They're white jerseys, uh, which means that the 49ers will be in their reds. The 49ers fans seem to think that this is a 49ers choice that they have chosen to wear the reds because, quote unquote, it's they're like their south home or whatever they call it. I don't know. But they, uh, they were like, oh, it's a home game for us anyway. So uh, might as well wear the reds. It was our choice. Uh, the Rams chose whites. In fact, the 49ers kind of jumped the gun a little bit because if you look at their uniform schedule, they thought they were supposed to be in whites for this game. So, uh, yeah, I don't know what you're supposed to do with that information, but it is real. <laughs> so that's cool. Um, yeah, but uh, yeah, obviously uh, they both said that they were going to be wearing whites. Uh, but of course, um, that can't happen. No, no, nope, can't happen. So, uh, yeah, of course, uh, the home team does choose, though, meaning that uh, the other team, the 49ers in this situation, will have to switch it up and uh, they'll be in their reds. So some uh, milestones that we're looking for in this game. Matthew Stafford getting real snug in here, which is really cool to see. He needs just 191 passing yards to pass Peyton Manning for third most in first 200 games. And he does have until I think it's week nine or 10. Uh, somewhere in that range 
to get this, which is 191 passing yards. So keep your eyes on that. Uh, should be able to pass Peyton Manning in that respect. Also, two passing touchdowns to pass Pat Hayden for seventh most touchdown passes in franchise history, which uh, feels insane to me because, uh, well, Matthew Stafford, if you don't know, feels still pretty new to the Rams. I mean, he played the one full season, then a shortened season. He's already coming in now. Two passing touchdowns to pass Pat Hayden for seventh most all-time in passing touchdowns in Rams history. He does need 4,607 yards to move into 10th all-time in passing yards, passing Eli Manning, and 33 touchdowns to move into top 10 all-time in that uh, that category, passing touchdowns. Again, passing Eli Manning. Tight end Tyler Higby. He does need 58 catches to pass uh, Robert Woods for 8th most in franchise history. So, of course, uh, if you did that in one game, holy moly. But uh, yeah, kind of keep well, we'll keep our eyes on this number and see how that kind of keeps on whittling down. Did have three this past week. Uh, so, of course, I mean, it's it's not guaranteed that he will hit this this uh, this season, uh, but he is uh, ninth in, in uh, Rams history right now with uh, receptions and uh, looking to pass Bobby Trees. He does need two touchdown passes. Tyler Higby does to pass Preston Denard to move into top 10 franchise history in uh, touchdown receptions. He already does lead that category in tight ends, but uh, could move into the top 10, passing Preston Denard if he can get two more. And uh, defensive lineman Aaron Donald, he does need 10 tackles to pass Alec Ogletree to be second all-time in tackles in franchise history. Laurinaitis still holding uh, the number one spot there. He needs three fumble recoveries uh, to lead the team all-time in that category, which I was unaware of last week. But hey, three feels real, right? He should be able to become the Rams' most or like all-time leading fumble recoverer at <laughs> uh, some point this season. We get three. I think that yeah, that feels real, right? And uh, he does need two more starts to move into top ten in uh, franchise history in game starts. And if you aren't aware, well, this franchise is pretty old and uh, has had some absolute monsters on it. So for him to get into the top ten of there, obviously, we love to see it. Some connections for you. Uh, we have the uh, former Rams on the 49ers, defensive game, uh, defensive pass game specialist in Nichols coach. That is so specific. <laughs> it is what what <laughs> such a specific job. But either way, uh, <laughs> uh, that is uh, Nick Sorensen, and uh, he played for the Rams uh, 2001 and 2002. So he was a player, and then uh, of course uh, quarterback Brian Al- or excuse me Brandon Allen. Uh, he did uh, participate as a backup quarterback for the Rams in 2017 and 18. Former 49ers on the Rams, we have secondary coach Chris Beak. Uh, 98, uh, he was he was there. 99 with a different role. 2000 to 2002 with a different role. 2003 with a different role. And then, of course, 2010 as well. Wide receiver coach Eric Yarbs. Yarbs. Uh, he was there in uh, 2003, 2004. Offensive coordinator, Mike LaFleur. He was there in 2017, 18, and then 19, 20 in a different role. And then, of course, uh, Akello Witherspoon making his uh, his return against the 49ers. He played there from 2017 to 2020. And uh, offensive lineman, Coleman Shelton, 2018. Uh, just a short timer uh, with the 49ers, which is pretty cool to see. And some uh, some teammates here, some former teammates kind of getting back together here. Of course, Sean McVay and Kyle, Kyle Shanahan, they coached together in Washington. I feel like most of us kind of know that one. Raheem Morris and Kyle Shanahan, they coached together in Atlanta and Tampa. Rams linebackers Jake Hummel and Zach Van Valkenburg played with Brock Purdy at Iowa State. 
Linebacker Ernest Jones played with Debo Samuel at Carolina in college. A.J. Jackson, the Rams starting left tackle, and George Kittle did play at Iowa together. They were both Hawkeyes. And then uh, Jordan Fuller and Nick Bosa. Also, uh, they took the field on the same defense at Ohio State. So really, I mean, obviously the story that we're looking at in this game is very, very simple. The 49ers have won eight straight regular season games against the, the, the Rams. And there's a key word in there, regular season. All right. So obviously we don't want to lose just all the regular season games. But let's also not forget that once it gets to the postseason, Rams are stacking dubs. All right. So that's really cool to see. And obviously, like going into that game, though, I'll say this is that like the whole story in that NFC championship game, the Super Bowl was at SoFi Stadium. You were hosting your most hated rival. So you, the Rams, were standing in between the, the two options of host a Super Bowl in your venue. You get to play at SoFi Stadium, your own mecca, and you get to play there in a Super Bowl. Or on the flip side of that, you have to watch your most hated rival take field at your stadium for a Super Bowl. And obviously it just felt like that the Rams just weren't going to let that happen. Like just the, the whole game, the whole way it unfolded. Uh, it, obviously it was like a ten, it was a, it was a two possession game in the fourth quarter, going into the fourth quarter, and then the Rams end up winning that game. Uh, but obviously that's such a massive monumental game. And I will say, I don't want to say it takes away all eight <laughs> of those losses against the 49ers, but it's at least three, right? I mean, that's got like, it counts for so much. All right. You can have all the regular season wins you want. If we meet in the playoffs and we win those, I mean, I'll take that. Obviously it sucks though. You don't want to keep losing to your rival. Uh, so this is a good opportunity to kind of change that narrative a little bit. Obviously the 49ers looked really good last week. The Rams looked really good last week. So kind of both teams kind of just button heads here and you got a, a, a tale of two teams. Really? You have a team in the 49ers who everybody feels very confident is going to be very competitive this year. And a lot of people are picking them to, a, go to the Super Bowl, and B, maybe win it. So uh, there's not a lot of people picking the Rams to do that, so that's where the separation comes. Like, the Rams and 49ers both did great last week, uh, but, of course, going into this game, it just the media, it, like, obviously the line, being an eight-point line here, obviously there's a lot of separation in um, in the vibe of, of, uh, of, of like, what each or like what media thinks that these teams will do by the end of the season. Like everybody kind of, it feels like most people are kind of looking at that Rams win over the Seahawks is kind of like a, yeah, well, like we'll see, like, well, uh, can they do it again? Kind of thing. Like in, and, and also I think a lot of the comments that I saw were like, Oh man, what's up with the Seahawks? Are they not good? It's like, well, or, or, or maybe the Rams are sick, <laughs> you know? So there's also that part of it. So, uh, yeah, I don't know either way this, um, this, this entire storyline of uh, the Rams and 49ers and the 49ers just kind of owning the Rams, that's a, that's a word that gets tossed around a lot. Um, but uh, either way, I mean, uh, if the 49ers fans and that team want to celebrate being second best in the NFC uh, multiple years in a row, hey, I mean, more power to them. That's awesome. I would rather go be first place it, like in one season and then kind of fall off the next than just like keep being almost good enough but not you know and maybe i'm alone there maybe my emotions there are are uh, are, are kind of geared off of the fact that that's what happened with the rams and i'm pretty happy about it but uh i see a lot of uh, comments of uh of, of 49ers fans saying stuff along the lines of uh it's like well they they bought their team in 2021 and uh they they sold out for a win it's like well then why don't why don't you guys do it then 
is it's not that easy. <laughs> so, I'm just saying. I'm just saying. So that's kind of what the the, the entire storyline going into this week is, and um, kind of what we're looking at is if the Rams win, we kind of get that um, that that monkey off the back a little bit. We kind of get that uh, like, okay, cool. Now we can move on. We go to Cincy again, like next next week, and then Indy, Philly. Like we got a tough stretch ahead of us, but we can kind of get like that that stank off of us a little bit. You know what I mean? So. That'll be obviously good. And then if the 49ers win, it'll be very much just like, oh, yeah, this is what they were supposed to do. They're a very good roster, very good team. So, um, it, yeah, uh, and they are. That's uh, that's definitely not a lie. Uh, they have a very, very strong roster. And uh, we'll see what happens. Uh, like we talked about last week, that uh, Sean McVay tends to kind of have the number of the Pete Carroll Seahawks. And in the opposite way, uh, Kyle Shanahan kind of has the number of Sean McVay and the Rams. So. Hopefully, um, obviously, we can get uh, a little bit of a change here. It's been four years, uh, four four years of uh, of regular season losses against the, our most hated rival. Uh, but um, obviously, uh, it's gonna break eventually, right? Like the, the 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 streaks end. You know what I mean? And it is broken because of that uh, little that little NFC Championship game that you might have remembered uh, at SoFi Stadium. The whole you know the the ring me is like as such such a beautiful moment. You know what I mean? <laughs> Good stuff. Also, a uh, fun fact here. I uh, saw this from JB Long. So uh, it's the first ever NFL game between a quarterback pick first overall and Mr. Irrelevant. But of course, like he had also mentioned, uh, JB did in his tweet uh, that it is also uh, Brock Purdy's the first uh, Mr. Irrelevant in the draft era to throw a pass. So that's cool. I mean, we have the Mr. Irrelevant uh, this year, uh, Deswan Johnson. He was inactive in week one. We also had David Vabora a couple weeks back or uh, years back. Uh, those were the St. Louis years, I guess. Is it is it also blown anybody else's mind right off that the Rams have now been back in L.A. for eight years? Like, I, I've not grasped that fully yet. So it's, it's uh, they're, they're stacking the time up, uh, but that is absolutely wild. So. Uh, history of this matchup, of course, uh, the 49ers do lead the all-time series 77-68-3. This is the 149th all-time meeting between these two. The current streak is the 49ers at two. Of course, though, like I said uh, earlier, the 49ers have won the last eight regular season matchups. Very important term there, regular season. Regular season. Y'all can have those. All right, so... Regular season matchups, of course, uh, but that uh, that NFC Championship game, just that little thorn in there. First ever game between these two came on the 1st of October of 1950. The Rams won that game 35-14, to and the most recent game between these two uh, came on the day before Halloween last year, the 30th, and uh, the Rams did fall in that game 14-31 uh, to to the 49ers. We talked about it last week as well that uh, Matthew Stafford did not see a game against the Seattle Seahawks. Uh, we saw the Wolf, Ow, and then uh, we also saw uh, Baker Mayfield at the end of the season. So uh, we did see Matthew Stafford play in both games against the 49ers last year, but obviously it did not come uh, up into our favor. Let's take a peek at the matchup. Put it on up. So the Rams, total offense, third in the NFL without Cooper Cup. What? Going against the 11th-ranked defense of the 49ers. Passing the football second in the league, 334 from Matthew Stafford in the Rams pass attack, going against the 18th ranked uh, pass defense in the 49ers. And the, on the ground, Rams uh, did have a little bit of trouble getting that rolling tied for 18th, uh, going against the number one run defense in the 49ers. They absolutely shut down that Steelers uh, run attack, but also kind of just did a great job, uh, especially in the first half against the 49ers, 
and points being sco- scored. The Rams put up 30. That is tied for sixth, while the uh, 49ers defense just gave up seven, which is third in the NFL. I think it's very important to remember on both sides, Rams and 49ers here, that uh, the next time we play this team, uh, these numbers are going to be very different. All right. So that's just the way it's going to work right now. These are not necessarily averages. These are just what happened last week. So that's all we have to go off of right now. We're not going to dig into last year because, well, that's gone now. That's, that's over there. That's, that's, way, that's, that's way in the past. We don't need to look at that for uh, any averages or anything. And obviously, this is a very different team right now. You can already tell it's a different team. The whole vibe is different of this team going into this year uh, than it was last year. And we had some like energetic, you know, games. Uh, there was kind of the kind of got peppered in there a little bit. We had obviously the Raiders game on Thursday night football, Christmas day against the, the Broncos, stuff like that. But either way, that's all irrelevant. So these numbers, of course, just coming from week one, we'll kind of follow these, uh, these rankings as we move on. But the Rams uh, passing attack looking really, really, really strong and uh, total offense third in the NFL going into week two. Absolutely love to see it. Um, I'm not sure how many people really had that uh, as their like a prediction of like, of like, oh man, the Rams are going to light it up and have two receivers go over 100 and make Fox give us the most random statistic of all time of 2-2 Atwell and Puka Nakua, the first uh, Rams wide receivers under 23 to go over 100 in the same game while it's like, while the sun is in this area and it's a full moon and all, like, I don't know, they get pretty deep in these stats and it was kind of like, I saw that and it was like, what? <laughs> like, that's, that's not real. Like, you, who researches that? That is absurd. But either way, um, cool numbers. Either way, I mean, Puka and Tutu, obviously, kicking butt cheeks out here. So it was really cool to see. Our 3-2-C on the offensive side for the Los Angeles Rams. We'll go ahead and kick it off with Matthew Stafford. Stafford looked sick as hell on Sunday in Seattle and obviously uh, looks like he feels good. That's the key, right? Um, he told us he felt good. We kind of just believed it. Uh, some of us did. I, I just, I took it was like, yep, he feels great. <laughs> you know, I don't know how he feels really, but I know uh, some fans too, they were like, he's lying. Like, uh, but uh, well, he looks like he feels good. He, he played like he feels good in week one. So hopefully that continues. He was moving well. He's seen the field well. Uh, all good right now for number nine. So keep your eyeballs on him. Uh, let's see how the season progresses with this guy. Cause now he is the oldest starting quarterback in the NFL with Aaron Rodgers going down. So We'll see how he looks by, by you know, time we get to like week 11, 12, 13. See if he's still, you know, getting that little hip twist and, and pass like he had. That was such a sick play. And I can't show it on here or anything like that. Um, but uh, that play where he did, it was like a quick little play action and then just like boom, boom. And it was sick. So uh, it, uh, it was on the QB school. JT Sullivan talked about that play specifically. So like that, it was just awesome, man. Good stuff. Next up, running back, Kyron Williams. Williams did have more snaps than Cam Akers last week. Um, and so based on uh, how the, the carries are going here, I know like people keep asking, like, it's like, well, hey, is, um, is Kyron Williams going to take the RB1 spot from Cam Akers? It's like, maybe he has. Like, I don't know. Like, he's getting more touches, right? And then I know that the averages on uh, Cam Akers last uh, week were were not great. But also, I mean, it's week one. I mean, something that happened last week does not exactly mean like that's just what was going to happen this week you know what i mean like each game has its own identity its own rhythm its own flow uh players feeling good players maybe not feeling that great um going in and i'm not talking about injuries it's like i know for myself i'm a radio dj it's like some days i'm going in i'm feeling good like i'm just nailing it i feel awesome i'm like hitting the post i'm getting good jokes i'm nailing phone calls and all this stuff 
just feeling in, in line, dude. Be, like filling into that little rut there and just like just feeling nice. On the opposite side of that, there's days where I just feel awkward and I'm like, it's not, it's not, it's not going well, and I'm kind of stumbling over myself and stuff like that. And it happens, and it happens in every profession. I'm sure you at your job or you at school or whatever kind of have that same thing where there's some days you're just like, I'm nailing, I'm good at this. But like, they should be so happy they have me. And there's other days I'm like, I can't believe they, they let me do this. Like, you know, um, so I'm sure uh, that's, the, that's the same with every profession, just like these guys too. Like may, maybe Matthew Stafford, it was just a sick dick. Or maybe for K-Makers, maybe it's just a, uh, not, he just wasn't really feeling it, you know. But maybe this week he will be. So obviously we're still dealing with human beings as much as we like to treat them like fantasy players and pawns and stuff like that of like, of just like, and like if somebody gets hurt, it's like, well, let's just get them the hell out of here. Let's get the next guy in. And I realize that is how the game is played and that injuries do happen. I'm not trying to take anything away from that, but there's also just the fact of like, these are human beings with like lives and families and like likes and dislikes and hobbies and like favorite foods and stuff. Like, I don't know. There's just uh there's a lot, a lot to it in, uh, in here. So we try to try to be nice <laughs> about it, but, uh, cam makers either way. Um, I don't expect that whatever happened last week, that that just continues into this week. It just like is how he is for the whole season. I just don't see that as a, as a legitimate thing, but on the flip side of that, I have Kyron Williams on this list for a reason. And it's because Kyron Williams looked awesome last week, almost had three touchdowns, his first, almost three touchdowns of his career did score his first two touchdowns of his career, which is awesome to see. So super cool for Kyron. And I would anticipate and expect that he is going to continue to get a good chunk of carries. We kind of expected this with uh, the way that he was not playing in uh, the the preseason games. Uh, but either way, I mean, I don't care who it is. Just score touchdowns, right? It's like, just do, do, do the thing and do it well. And if it happens to be Cam Akers, hell yeah, Cam. If it happens to be Kyron, well, hell yeah, Kyron. If it happens to be Ronnie, hell yeah, Ronnie. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> hell yeah, Zach. Whoever it is, just uh, do the thing. And then uh, my last one here on your three to see on the offensive side of the football is going to go to wide receiver Tutu Atwell. Of course, Puka's week one uh, story is next level. That's some pretty awesome stuff going on for Puka, uh, which uh, who did <laughs> was Darian Kendrick called him uh, uh, Puka Doncic, and that is really cool. What the heck? Why did I not think of that? That's so sick. I've been, uh, I changed my fantasy team name to uh, uh, Nakua Matata, uh, but also Tutu Train. Is, uh, is, it's in the running. We'll see what happens. But uh, uh, Tutu is, is my pick here. And uh, mainly because Puka here, he had uh, such a sick week one. I feel like a lot of attention is going to go to him now. I mean, with 10 catches, 119, I mean, I think that uh, some focus from the 49ers secondary will go to him. And I will say that the way that Tutu was, A, utilized, and also the way that he was running his routes, um, I will say that he's probably going to be more consistent throughout the season uh, this year, if all goes well. Um, I'm, I'm, thrilled if if uh tutu can just like have that season where we're like oh finally this is who he was supposed to be which is really cool but the way that he was like coming in motion and then, so you can get off like the press and stuff like that and the way that he's he was running his routes not very sharp but very like curved out and stuff and i liked that with him specifically uh, because it seemed like he was able to kind of push the defender and then just kind of glide away from him with his speed which is super sick to see so hopefully that does continue and that's kind of what i'm watching for is tutu in motion and just getting those like he had one where it was he he's he's on the outside he motions in and then kind of like the ball snapped he curves in and around and it was just a sick play so um obviously uh tutu uh we've had our concerns about tutu in the past but 
maybe this is uh maybe he's turning a corner a little bit and uh no pun intended but uh or like reference intended there but uh maybe he can keep this going and i'm super pumped to see it i would absolutely be thrilled to see tutu so it's uh matthew stafford kyron williams and tutu atwell as your three to see on the offensive side of the football moving over to the defense here so uh the 49ers offense obviously did a really good job as well uh they are ranked fourth in the nfl uh, coming into this game, but the Rams defense, what up? Rams defense, second in the NFL right now. Of course, it's just one game, so uh, we do got to keep that in mind, but that is absolutely incredible. Uh, 49ers offense, uh, 12th in the NFL in passing. The Rams defense, fourth against the pass, 95 yards. That is so awesome. And then against the run, uh, the Rams are 11th, uh, so a little bit higher up uh, than we would think, maybe with 85. Maybe I'm, maybe I'm crazy here, but uh, the 49ers getting it done on the ground third in the NFL and then points being scored tied with the Rams at six with uh, 30 points being put up against the Steelers last week and the Rams defense gave up 13 that is sixth in the NFL so uh, of course uh one thing to to kind of keep in mind here too is that uh a good chunk of all these numbers and I know that these like 95 passing yards 85 rushing yards and still like that was like all in the first half one of the sickest second half performances I've seen out of this Rams team, which is absolutely incredible. Let's go into the three to see here. And uh, we're going to start with cornerback Darian Kendrick. So DK did give up that touchdown to DK Metcalf uh, last last week. Uh, but I really like the way that he responded. The attitude that DK plays with is very exciting. So I'm, I'm pumped to see him. It was really cool to see him on Rams Revealed with JB Long this week and kind of get a little bit of an inside look into, into the DK brain, which was obviously awesome. I would love to see that. Uh, I've been a big fan of DK. Um, the, last year, I was a big fan of him. I thought that he was going to be the guy that, like, over Durant, but, of course, that didn't happen. Not a complaint. <laughs> if my predictions are wrong, that's fine by me. But um, Darian Kendrick coming in this year, he looks very, very strong, and um, I'm, I'm very pumped to see his, uh, his 2023 season for sure. So we're keeping an eye on him very closely. Next up, edge rusher Byron Young. So Young, uh, absolutely awesome motor on him. He started with a few harsh angles, of course, uh, but he did clean it up, and uh, he was getting after it. I'm really excited to see uh, what Young looks like as the season ends. So, like, obviously, there's a lot of season left, um, and he's still going He's going into his second NFL game. So, obviously, we got to, like, remember that, uh, that part of it. Um, but So he's a little bit raw, but he's definitely got all of the tools to get after it and be such a sick pass rusher. And obviously, he's next to Aaron Donald, which is going to be my third of the three to see here. Of course, AD makes the list here. Um, he showed uh, last week that in any moment, that at any given time, he can just embarrass an offensive lineman, which is super cool. Um, it's hilarious to think to people who were kind of talking about this offseason, they, they were like, AD's falling off. He's not the same guy anymore. But we saw on multiple, multiple occasions that it took multiple people to block Aaron Donald, which just tells us Rams fans who have seen this guy play for years, ever since like the St. Louis days, uh, that Aaron Donald's still Aaron Donald. So obviously, and uh, when he's, you know, screaming into the face of a quarterback and uh, that quarterback is yelling, oh my God, and throwing the ball away, that's just, um, that's just your basic human response. <laughs> that is, that's what you're supposed to scream when Aaron Donald's running free at you, looking to absolutely destroy your soul. That's just the correct thing to do, all right? So that is your game preview. Again, if you would like to be entered for uh, the giveaway for a free Ram Showcase t-shirt, all you got to do is comment below uh, where your or who your favorite Rams player is. Very simple stuff. If you're having issues with that, maybe you're listening to me on a weird podcast uh, platform, anything like that, feel free to tweet or 
exit I don't, post to me. I don't, what is the verbiage there? Holy crap. And then, or like Instagram, hit me up, uh, comment on a Facebook uh, post on Ram Show, on the Ram Showcase uh, Facebook. And uh, once I like and or respond to you, uh, that's your confirmation that you're in. And then, of course, we'll give that away on uh, Ram Showcase Live, uh, which is going to be, uh, of course, uh, taking place after or on Monday, which well, they always are. But I'll try to post uh, the timing of that uh, and when that will happen. You don't have to be present to win. Uh, I will give it some time uh, if you are the winner. And we're going to do that right away in the stream, too. So if you do happen to miss that stream, go ahead and click on it. Watch until the giveaway, then bounce if you need to. That's totally fine. Uh, that's kind of a place just to kind of hang out and chat Rams, uh, which is really fun. But we'll do that pretty quick in the um, in the Ram Showcase live on Monday and uh, get you a Ram Showcase shirt. Again, if you don't want to leave it up to chance, ramshowcase.com. That's absolutely where you can uh, find yours. But now it is time to dive into a segment that hasn't been part of Ram Showcase in a little while, but I'm pumped about it, of course, as the return of fan quesos back into your souls. So, hell yeah. Um, we did get a new partnership uh, with Broad Street South, um, and uh, that... So we need to push an hour, all right? I'm not going to lie to you here. We need to push an hour. So I was like, oh, man, what could I do? What could I, I don't want to just ramble for another 15 minutes because I've been floating about 45 minutes for a Ram Showcase episode here. Um, but I was like, you know what? I missed something. They missed something. Let's do it. Fan Queso's making their return. We're going to go ahead and start with this question here from Jason. It says, in your opinion... Is Stetson on the non-injury IR list because he's just not ready um, uh, to be the number two yet? And McVay doesn't want him poached off the practice squad. I got to say, Jason, I really don't think that this is it. Um, I would be surprised if this was it. Um, what I will say is that I think that if uh, the Rams are just trying to stash him and not have him like uh, be uh, a poachable <laughs> or, or whatever the word is there, um, I think that they would just keep him as, as a QB3 and just kind of hang on to him that way. So... Um, again, it's kind of out of a respect thing that I don't really want to dive into it or go into the speculation of what could potentially be going down with um, uh, with Stetson Bennett because it's, it's it's really none of our business. And the way that that story is being sold right now, it's I, it does feel like it's it's uh, none of our business. Um, this one here coming from Brett uh, says, "Will Kyron swoop the starting spot from Cam?" That's kind of what I've talked about a little bit here is that um, I it, that may already be a thing. That's uh, that's it's maybe what we've seen already, man. Um, uh, but either way, I think that uh, we're going to see a one two uh, from them for the bulk of the year. I think that's just kind of what to expect now. Um, and unless one of them gets hurt, we're going to see a mix of carries between those two. The only thing that I'd like to see is that Cam Akers really isn't a slam it up the A gap kind of guy. Um, and we did that a bunch. So, uh, I would hope that that shifts and, uh, we can see some variations on the usage of cam. Cause I'll be honest. I just didn't feel like he was really put into positions to be super successful. Although he was able to score that touchdown, which was super sick. And then next up here is, uh, did you notice Tutu does well when we throw men in motion before the snap? Yeah, absolutely. He's a smaller guy, uh, who's super freaking fast. So that tends to be, uh, something that, uh, helps these guys, um, the, these, these types of players, smaller guys who are super quick, it just helps them get open is when they cannot be standing still and try to go zero to 60, but they're like floating like a 40 to 60 kind of thing. You know what I mean? So, um, I definitely did notice it and surprised that we haven't seen that before. But again, I think that's the, the Mike LaFleur effect. Um, the, the, uh, I don't know if I said that right. The Mike LaFleur effect, um, because 
obviously uh, him coming in and and being a bit of a different different uh, type of coach than Sean McVay. Obviously, I think he's kind of reining them in a little bit and keeping things balanced. So I, I think that this is something that we're seeing uh, as part of just the the awesomeness that is Mike and um, pumped to have him as the offensive coordinator, honestly. So um, I, I do think that's part of it. But yeah, of course, it just makes sense that um, the Tutu would have some success uh, just hitting that motion uh, before he's able to take off on the line. That way you can't get pressed. You already kind of have a little bit of speed. And then you just turn it all the way on, and he's already super fast. So, yeah, but, uh, yeah, I did notice it, and uh, it is awesome. Hope to see that uh, continue. Next question here from Brett. Uh, will Jefferson be a big part of this offense going forward? That's a tough one to answer, honestly, because, um, I mean, he didn't play great, but he also didn't play terrible. I know he had that bad drop that everybody's kind of focusing on right now. Um, drops happen. Puka had a drop. Um, who was... Who, I. Kadarius Tony, dude, that, I mean, he's, he's not that bad, right? <laughs> so I think that uh, we're going to be okay, and I think Van's going to be okay. I think that, like, it's a long season. I think that's one thing to remember here, too, is it's a very, very long season. And Van Jefferson having one game where he's kind of uh, kind of not lighting it up while two other guys do, I don't think that that's just an indication that it's like, oh, well, maybe Van Jefferson's done. I do think this is his last year as a Ram. And not in a negative way. I don't want him to leave, really. I like Van Jefferson, but um, to see some of these young guys kind of pop like they have, and also we still get Cooper Cup back, I'm just not sure Van Jefferson really has, like, a, we don't have, like, a glaring need, I guess, for Van Jefferson. Although, like I said, I do like him. I hope he sticks around. I just, I'm predicting that this is his uh, last season with the Rams. Next question here from Brett is the O-line um, we stick with, Wait, is this the O-line we stick with uh, since they did so well in the passing game? Dude, I mean, yeah, they crushed it in the passing game, straight up. I like no boom at right guard. Uh, AJ Jackson at left tackle is super sick. Him and Steve together, dude, those guys on the left side, left side, strong side right now, dude. Hell, well, I like the right side too, actually. I like our entire offensive line, and I know that a lot of people were nervous about it going into the season and stuff like that, but like, I never really felt that. I never was like, oh, this is just a not, it's just not good. It's, it's, we had injuries last year. Injuries. I say that like that because it was a billion of them, it seemed like. I think I was getting phone calls to be, to play left tackle at some point. I did say, no, I can't, I can't do it. I can't do it. So, um, but um, yeah, I think that this, uh, this offensive line is going to be who we stick with. Um, and like, unless there's injuries, which obviously we hope not, but um they happen. It's part of the NFL. It's a not just an. Uh, it's just. It's not just a contact sport. It's a violent sport, and so that's got to be considered, of course. Uh, next one here from Brett is Byron Young, the backer we've been looking for to get pressure off the edge. Definitely possible. Um, I think it's important to remember though that um, Dante Fowler and Leonard Floyd um, both had like their best times while pass rushing next to Aaron Donald. So. I don't know if we can really ever judge Byron Young as long as he's he's rushing quarterbacks with Aaron Donald also. Um, so I don't know, man. Um, I, I like Byron Young. I like his his energy. He's got a great motor. He seems to get after the quarterback. He's I dude, he's good at football. Um, so, I mean, I hope so. Um, but uh, yeah, we'll just kind of see how his, his career unfolds. It's been one game, so I'm not I'm not going to sit here and be like, dude, he's the he's the man. Like put him in the Hall of Fame. Retire number zero. <laughs> you let him be the only one ever. I'm not saying that yet, so uh, we'll just uh, we'll just watch that unfold. And then uh, next question here: Will we see Kevin Dotson move into the starting lineup? 
Um, I'm not sure. I, I, I don't see why we would do that. Like, I don't know why there would be a plan to do that right now. I do think that Dotson was brought in to be depth. Um, so no uh, is going to be my guess here, unless we do see some injuries on the uh, offensive line. Next question. Uh, we, will we continue to throw a backer on giant receivers to press them off the line or just the one-time thing because um, Metcalf's uh, a freak athletic ability? So uh, I hated that with my whole heart. Um, Michael Hoyt has no business trying to cover DK and I realize what was happening and there's like a little bit of a weird mix up going on there and, and just trying to like, I don't know. I don't know what was called. I don't know what what Raheem was like, if we do this and then they do this and then we do this and then they do this. Like I may, there, there might be some process to it, but either way, seeing Michael Hoyt lined up over DK Metcalf, I was like, well, this sucks. Like this is stupid and I hate all this. And it happened two plays in a row. It was like, can we not do this, please? Like, can we maybe not do that? Michael Hoyt was moved to an edge rusher. Let's let him edge rush, all right? We don't need him trying to cover uh, some of the most athletic wide receivers in the NFL. And next question here. If Kyron takes the starting job, do you see us still keeping Cam as the back uh, backup or maybe utilize him in a trade? If he takes the job, of course. I, I don't think there's really a job to take or not take, man. I really do think it's a running back by committee. I think that they are a bit of a combo pack right now. The Kyron and Cam combo pack is definitely something I think that we are seeing at this moment. So um, it's not that it, whoever takes the first rep at running back, that's not like, um, that's not like a, oh, man, like that's the starter and he's going to do everything today. It's, it's just not the way it works, especially with the Rams. Um, so we should see Kyron and Cam both getting their fair share. So uh, I don't think that they, in the building, uh, like I know that like depth charts come out and we see that Cam Akers is number one and Kyron Williams is number two on the depth chart. I don't think that the teams really care about the depth chart that they send out to like the media and to like the, that they post on the website and stuff like that. I don't think it's really that important. I don't, I think it's that that's for the fans to kind of just talk about, right? So I really do think that when we see RB1, RB2, the team sees these are our two running backs that we like to utilize, so let's utilize them. I really, really do think that that's it, man. I really don't think that there's like an RB1, like Cam Akers is like at risk of losing his job. I think that they are RB1A and RB1B is really what I'm thinking here. So uh, as far as taking a job and losing a job, I don't think that that's a, a thing that's happening right now. We will see snap percentages kind of uh, fluctuate as the season goes on, of course. Uh, we already saw Kyron Williams take more reps than Cam Akers did in week one. So if we're talking about taking jobs, maybe it's already a thing. Maybe it's already there. Maybe if Kyron Williams is going to be getting the bulk of the carries and reps, then we can already say that he's the top guy as as the Rams running back. So um, there's a lot of moving pieces to, uh, to the depth charts and rosters and all that stuff. Uh, but I really do genuinely think man that um that it's it's they're they're kind of a combo pack right now it's the acres and williams show and there's it's not that one's ahead of the other or below the other it's just uh that they are rushing the football those are the two guys so that's what we're doing here and then uh tyler coming in with uh is puka the next great number 17 that boy can play dude absolutely uh he's in position to be that guy for sure, um, which is really cool to see. Obviously, we um, we we've seen a lot of wide receivers come into this team and be very very good. The Rams have done a few positions real well, historically speaking. Running back, wide receiver, 
defensive line. Like we've just it was like it seems like the Rams, historically speaking, are super, super sick in those positions. And it looks like Puka Nakua, it all indications say that he should be the guy that is just kicking butt cheeks all year long. Um, I do think that there is going to be times where he has like one catch for like 14 yards or something like that. He's still a rookie and he's still learning. Let's keep that in mind. Um, but obviously he is very talented. And I think that we got to also just remember that, that, that he can, he can be this guy and we'll see how long he keeps it going, man. Um, I'm not trying to say that he can't or won't or anything, um, but of course he is a rookie. He's going to have those mistakes. He's going to have some, some days where other guys are really popping and he's just not getting the looks. Um, but he does have all the indications that he is going to be a guy for the Rams for a long time and hopefully for an extended period. I know some Rams fans are already wanting to sign him to a contract extension, uh, but uh, we got to wait. We got to wait. We got four years with him, and uh, let's see how these four years go, man. Let's at least see how this one year goes uh, before we uh, start uh, fitting him for his triple crown hat or uh, his triple crown crown, I suppose, is what it would be uh, actually called, uh, and, and, and joining the ranks of uh, Cooper Cup, all right? So I think we just need to, to just let it unfold. Let's just let it unfold. That's kind of where I'm at with it. Uh, next question here coming from Payo Time over on the Ram Showcase YouTube channel. Uh, you can also, I, I will be posting there as well, uh, just a little post, uh, a little posty post uh, where you can comment your fan quesos there. Get them to me however you see fit. Um, uh, I do post on social media or on like the Facebook page, the Ram Showcase uh, Facebook page. I'll, I'll comment, uh, I'll post there so you can leave your, your fan quesos. And I usually like to do them day of because uh, if I don't, well... People tend to repeat a lot of questions, and then I have to sift through a billion. Um, that's not actually true, but uh, either way, moving on. Payo time. <laughs> uh, Payo says, uh, how much potential do you see with this offensive line unit? Very solid question there, man. I think, I, I'm not surprised, though. Like, whatever we just saw out of this offensive line of them just, like, holding it down the pass game and uh, having some solid moments uh, in the run game. Of course, it wasn't always solid, but... Uh, Steve Avila obviously being a, a very big plus in this realm so far. Um, I think that the potential is very high. And as long as everybody stays out there, the best ability is availability. And as long as everybody's out there, we do have a very, very strong offensive line. So the potential is is there. It is a very, very good line. Uh, but I also, I, I've been talking about this this whole time, uh, about how sick this offensive line is. And he says, on a scale of 1 to 10, how impressed with you are... How impressed are you with them after uh, just this one game? I'm going to put it at like a seven, and I feel like some people might feel like that's low, but I will say that um, I, I think that I'm, I'm putting it there because I, I'm not surprised with what I saw. I, I'm really not, and I know that some fans probably be like, that's bogus, but like that's not. I I Go back and listen to all my, my previous shows, man. I feel good about this offensive line. I feel good about this team. And again, I was not really surprised by anything that we saw in week one against the Seahawks. Outside of like that second half, which is absurd. I mean, I didn't think that that was going to happen, but either way, man, not surprised. So pumped about it. That is going to do it for uh, this episode of Ramp Showcase, though. We got uh, week two coming in, coming at you. Get the 49ers coming to town. SoFi Stadium. This game takes place on Sunday. Of course, if you're going to be there, hell yeah. Get loud. Get loud. And uh, definitely uh, rock your rock your gear, all that stuff, um, because it's going to be an awesome time. It's, it's Niners week. It's Niners week. And it's still September. Hell yeah, absolutely love to see it. Make sure to follow Ram Showcase on all your favorite social media. That would be at Ram Showcase, Instagram and Twitter, Facebook.com slash Ram Showcase. You can follow myself as well at Sheriff Joe Bags, just about or where. 
And then uh, also, of course, uh, hitting up uh, uh, ramshowcase.com where you're going to find the bulk of the information there. So that is going to do it for me. I am Sheriff Joe Beggs. This has been Ram Showcase on Sports War Radio, the Fan Side of Network, and Broad Street South. For those of you who aren't Rams fans, our thoughts and prayers are with you. For those of you who are Rams fans, thank you so much for listening. Go Rams! Bet MGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at Bet MGM. Simply download the Bet MGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then, place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Virginia today and get $150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C.